This is Bonds and Modern Gods. I'm John, and look! Ah! The uh, Richard! Room. I know! What is even happening right now? We even have an audience. Let's hear it. Yay! <laughs> if you are not following us on Facebook and Instagram, why not do so at Bronze and Modern Gods? Give us a like, subscribe. Richard, what else should they do? I think I said everything. You said everything. All right. Well, hey, we've got a great show for you today. It is uh, the best and the worst of 2022 with our special guest, Evan. Oh, you asked for it. You got it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so, all right. We also have our underrated books of the week. Before you get started, Richard, we have a special word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Richard, how are you feeling? Feeling a little lethargic. Lethargic. <laughs> well, you know, we're not young men anymore, and sometimes we just don't feel like our real selves. Right. Uh, you could be depressed. You could have a loss of muscle mass and loss of memory, even sex drive. That's all because of low testosterone. Yeah, but low T also can affect people of any age. That's true. So thanks to our sponsor, Let's Get Checked, you can get your male hormone levels checked with their easy-to-use home sample collection kit. Yeah, just use our promo code BRONZE25 to order a home, home uh, collection kit. It comes in discrete packaging. You can review your, your results for free in a secure website. A member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team might even call you with your test results. So if you want to test your test <laughs> without any embarrassing doctor visits or even without even leaving the house, because I'm a bit of a hermit, I can, I can relate to that. Uh, just hit up this website, trylgc.com slash bronze. That's trylgc.com slash bronze. And if you use promo code bronze25, you'll save 25% off your first mm -hmm. kit. Yep, if you, if, if you have trouble, follow, follow our link in the description. It's that easy, so uh, let's get checked today. Thank you. Let's get checked. And uh, Richard, how's your how's your testosterone? You know, uh, it is. It could use improvement. Okay, <laughs> we'll find out. With let's get checked. Um, before we get started on our hot book of the week, I have a gift for you, Richard. I want you yeah. to open it here. Live oh. on the show, please. Well, thank you. Nice. Merry holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Well, nice package. You know, it's basically, what can you grab at Barnes & Noble? <laughs> oh, uh, come on. This is a oh, live show. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying I'm trying to be delicate. You're not grandma saving the paper for next year. Says, says you. All right. Sorry. Oh, why, why don't you nice. show everybody? It's our hot book of the week. Batman and Spawn, <laughs> the Barnes & Noble variant exclusive. Richard, what do you know about this book? Well, you got it for me. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Besides that. Uh, it's an exclusive cover by Greg uh, Capullo and Todd McFarlane for the one shot that came out last week. And sold only at Barnes & Noble bookstores, which is kind of like you know saying it's sold only at your local horse and buggy. <laughs> I didn't even know there were still Barnes & Nobles, to be honest with you. It's interesting because there are, I did some research, there are 587 Barnes & Noble wow. stores still in existence. The one we went to had about 15 copies. And they just put them out. So if we do some math here, that's a, that's a speculation. We don't know this for sure. But if each store got 15, there would be 8,805 copies in existence. That's a, that's a decent print run for a, for a specialty title. Yeah. So, so yeah. it retails for $12.99. Sorry, I just told you how much your Christmas gift cost. <laughs> um, 
currently selling on eBay for anywhere from $24 to 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's kind of doing this. What do you think? Is there any future in this? Uh, you know, it's tough when you have cross, uh, cross licensed products like this, you got DC and image for this particular book. It's difficult, but it's got, it's got Batman and it's got Todd McFarlane. Right. You know, I, I have a feeling that this is going to hold some value. Okay. Well, you heard it for here. You heard it here first. If you buy one, blame Richard. <laughs> if it goes down in volume, volume, value, value. I don't know. Let's have some more wine. What do you say? <laughs> oh, mm, delicious. Hey, our main topic today, the best and worst things in the comic book community from 2022. Is that the year? It is for now. It's such a blur. I don't know. Uh, so let's bring on our special guest who has to walk all the way from the other side of the room. Here he comes on tiptoe feet, just like Santa Claus, a goth Santa Claus. <laughs> it is Evan. I am Evan, what's going on? Evan, I feel like we're like New Center 8. I know. I know. <laughs> we're getting ready to do a newscast. Uh Here's how I thought we can do this, you guys. Um, okay. We'll just do round robin. Each okay. of us will say one favorite thing down the line, and then we'll go back the other way with their second favorite thing. Okay. So, Evan, start us off. What's one of your favorite things from 2022? Sure. So, I'll be the DC fanboy right out of the gate. Well, we would expect no less. As I do. Uh, I really liked Dark Crisis uh, a lot. Um, I think that event books are really like touch and go, right? Like yeah. they're either great or they can be um, horrible, especially the ones with like really rough endings, which we'll get to when I get to the, the mm -hmm. bottom three. But um, I love the explosion of the multiverse into like the infinite multiverse. Because Spoiler. It, it basically gives DC <laughs> the, the rights to do pretty much whatever they want now. So like the Batman, 60s Adam West universe is actually a universe in DC Comics now, and like the Knights of Steel stuff they did earlier in the year. And so now they can do pretty much whatever they want. Um, but I thought it was well written. I loved seeing Pariah come back. That oh, was wow. fun. Yeah. Uh, him being one of the big bads. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was really a, a slick thing. I hate that, you know, the Justice League died again, died. And then you know immediately came back the I, I, the comic trope of killing off your big characters only to have them come back right away is right. getting a little old. But the rest of it I thought was was solid. Okay, did you understand any of that? I I got pits and pieces. <laughs> okay. I did not read Dark Crisis. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Sorry, it sounds yeah, like right. yet another you know um, implementation of the whole Crisis on Infinite Earths to me. Yeah, you know version three or four whatever they are up to at this point. Yep, but. No, you're not, you're not far off. I don't know. I didn't read it, so you know. <laughs> uh, my one of my favorite uh, things of the year. Uh, I would start with my favorite acquisition, favorite book I got this year. Right. Peanuts number one. Yeah. Right? yeah. The, from the uh, the 1953, I think, uh, mm -hmm. one shot from United wow. Features Syndicate. Uh, and I got that thanks to this guy. Yeah. Uh, remind everyone of the story of how this happened. Uh, I, I have a, a friend who I've been, you know, good comic book friends, been buying stuff from him and just, just having, having a good relationship. Uh, Gary, shout out. Hi, Gary. Uh, he was looking to uh, to get a book pressed. And, and he said it's Peanuts number one. And I thought it he was. He said it was what, number one? <laughs> 
Oddly enough, that's what he I thought you said first. Uh, strangely <laughs> enough, when he was telling me this, we were having some beers and tacos, and I, I was, he said peanuts to number one, and I heard the same thing. Peanuts. Uh, and he wanted peanuts. it pressed? He wanted it pressed. <laughs> but I thought it was the other peanuts number one, right? right. You know, the, right. the, gold, the gold key the four one. Four color. Right. Yeah. right, right. So I was like, okay, that's great. And then he, so he brings it to the, to the, to where we were and he shows it to me and, and it's like, wow, that's, that's not what I expected. Right. So I said, you know, almost casually, I sent a picture to you about it and you just I lit up. completely lost my mind. <laughs> I think that's the right way to put it, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, and yeah, I cleaned it. I pressed it. The bottom has a chip out of it. Uh, it's a, I wouldn't say it's brittle, uh, but I have been waiting to send it to CGC, and I think I'm going to send it in the next uh, couple of weeks. I didn't want to do it before Christmas, you know. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. All right. Is that also the spawn? Is that a spawn crossover as well? Yeah, Peanut, <laughs> uh, Snoopy and Spawn, uh, Greg Capullo and Charles Schultz. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What's weird is Schultz inked. Um, oh, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Richard, what's your what are your favorite things this year? Um, one of my favorite things. Um, well, one of my favorite series this year. Has, has been Eight Billion Genies. That's a great premise. It's one of those books that you think about when you're not reading it. You know, right. you, this the whole premise and the, the premise, the elevator pitch for this thing is there the eight billionth person is born on the planet. And as soon as that person is born, for every person on the planet, a genie appears. Mm-hmm. And that genie grants everybody one wish. Uh, and you think that's a good thing. But the chaos that it, that ensues from people who aren't very smart, let's, let's put it that way, who make Sorry. rash decisions as what their particular uh, choice is going to be, uh, make it a very interesting story. So mm-hmm. you, you stop and think, okay, if I had one wish, what would that one wish be? But not only that, one wish with everyone else getting a one wish. Right. Oh, boy. Um, it's a really great premise. I So far, I've been enjoying the storyline. Um, it's it's my favorite book so far. What, what comic house is that? Who's putting that up? It's uh it's Image. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Image. Oh, it's yeah. uh it's cool. James Tinian, right? Mm-hmm. Very so nice. So another another Tinian. It's it's good. It's been optioned. Yes, it has. Uh, oh, so we're waiting to see how it does. Uh, there are a few variants. Of course, the Super Mario variant mm-hmm. is super popular. I want the Glitter Kitty variant, which I still <laughs> have not got the Glitter Kitty variant. I want that. Uh, anybody out there want to hook a brother up? <laughs> here I am. Nice. All right. So we're going to keep here okay. for your second one. Go ahead. My second choice. Uh, my second choice would be my favorite acquisition for this year, which was Miracle Man number one, uh, the gold edition. Oh, I know you're a Miracle Man guy. Yeah, I'm yeah, huge yeah, yeah. Miracle Man. I'm a huge um, um, fan of the, the title. It's one of those books I read back in the day. And DC, by the way. Did you know that? Miracle Man? No, it's no, not. Kidding. It's Marvel now, which is really, <laughs> which is really depressing. Speaking of which, that was the gift I got for Richard this year. Yeah. Miracle Man Baron cover number two. Oh, yep. from the, the game and run. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's great. <laughs> this is Alan Moore. Um, he knows the score. Back, back in the day when the book was new, um, they took out uh, the first thousand copies from the print run. The first four hundred, they had Alan sign a number one through four hundred. And that, and they gave out a gold a certificate of authenticity with it. Gold meaning it was yellow, mm. uh, photocopied. But uh, it was also numbered, and that came with the book. So the first 400 copies had that. The next 600 copies had uh, a blue authenticity uh, certificate, and they weren't numbered. 
Uh, so coming across this book, it's one of 400 basically to, to be able to get it. Uh, I came across a copy for sale back in January that was available off of uh, the UK eBay. Negotiated with the guy, got the book in. It was raw. Pressed it. Uh, came back a nine four. Uh, it's just just a gorgeous book. It's part of my permanent collection. Nice, That's amazing. Very wow. Cool. I don't have anything like that. I think uh, maybe my backup, my backup favorite acquisition would be the Love and Rockets number one I got. Oh yeah, from oh, yeah. the self published nice. era. But uh, that's gorgeous. I, that's that's on my list too. Yeah, my favorite new series this year. Didn't do a lot of reading of new comics. I have to admit, um, but I really like Love Everlasting. Okay, that is the uh, another Image comic series. I think it's Image, um, where a woman finds herself in typical romantic comedy or romantic uh, novel tropes, but something sinister is happening uh, behind the scenes. It's very much speaks to uh, my collecting, you know, the romance titles mm -hmm. and the Millie the Models and things like that and oddballs, but it's also cool enough to uh, have the sinister element to it that I think it's going to be optioned eventually. And it's going to be a really cool series or run for, 13 years like the walking dead hey let's Who hope knows? yeah so you, you so you're saying it's it's like millie the model updated for the 20 i wouldn't 20s. say it's millie <laughs> <laughs> i would say it's pretty more like chili okay uh, <laughs> her redheaded rival uh so i love uh i love um that book i just mentioned love everlasting that's the name of it <laughs> what about you yeah my favorite acquisition this year so um Probably the series that I read that hit me harder than any series I've ever read um, was the JLA Avengers crossover with the George Perez art, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The, and, and wrote that. Yeah. So, um, just the story was great. The character moments like Captain America and Batman fighting, <laughs> Thor hitting Superman, and like Flash losing his speed force in the Marvel Universe, and all it's just so many cool moments. And then, you know, there's the covers. The infamous, you know, the cover where he drew everyone who's ever been an Avenger mm -hmm. or on the JLA and he sprained his wrist drawing <laughs> the cover, you know. Anyway, so, you know, we lost Perez this year, which yeah. is terrible. But uh, the Hero Initiative put out a reprint of the whole thing in a soft cover format. And shout out to Comic Heaven. Hi, Jim, um, for putting one aside for yep. me. And, and I was able to snag one. And, you know, he's like, you're not planning on book are you i said absolutely not like this is one of my favorite series ever it's a it's amazing that i can have this thing mm -hmm. so what'd you get for it <laughs> so yeah so it's it's sealed it's mm -hmm. never like i haven't even read the thing because i've read uh, the original series so many yeah. times i don't need to mm -hmm. but like just having it is enough and being able to like give money for a good cause and you know celebrate perez and all of that was like a great mm -hmm. moment it's just something that's never going to happen again yeah. with with these with two companies owned no. by yeah well, major you know, if only well that's why you know as a dc guy when people tell me wouldn't it be great if disney bought dc and my answer to that is absolutely are you kidding i would <laughs> love that like i would just love to see that synergy that gave us amalgam and jla right. avengers mm -hmm. and teen titans x-men mm -hmm. and like all those cool crossovers that we don't get anymore so yeah that was mine that was my favorite. all right what's that's... your last favorite of 2020 so let's go live action i liked black adam quite a bit right but mm -hmm. To me, like the most fun thing, and this is where I, this is the theme of the whole thing is fun, right? Like, I comic book movies should be fun. Like, I should right. be having a good time, right? Mm -hmm. Unless it's something like Watchmen, where it, it, there's some 
heft to it, right? Gravitas. Like I get, I get that. Gravitas. But like nice. I want to have fun. And Marvel's phase four has not been super fun for me. Like a lot of the shows have been okay. Like the last seat, the last episode of Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel were like the only good episodes to me of the whole series. And I was rooting for both of those series, right? Uh, to me, I had a lot of fun watching She-Hulk. Like, it was the one show of the entire year where I was looking forward to the next episode, like, mm -hmm. every week. And I know there's a whole ton of controversy out, out there about the breaking of the fourth wall and all the other stuff that happened I, in that. But she was always like stupid. that. Stupid. That's what the book is. She's always been like, way before Deadpool, yeah, she was right, like that. Right. So I thought the CGI was great. I loved seeing porcupine of all things <laughs> like just the most ridiculous cast mm -hmm. getting to see a fun take on the abomination you know mm -hmm. after and i liked him from the North right. movie it was fine but like getting to see more of him and you know wong being hilarious right. and i i don't care i had a fun time it was a great mm -hmm. show i loved it it was probably the that besides like shang chi the i have phase four she hulk is probably the best thing to come out of that who but else I, likes she hulk yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Like our audience all liked it. <laughs> I liked it too. I yeah. mean, uh, we now I didn't watch Moon Knight. I didn't watch Ms. Marvel. Yeah. I watched She Hulk though. No, yeah. I, I watched most of Moon Mar uh, Moon Knight. I watched all of uh, Ms. Marvel and all of She Hulk. And I have, out of the three, definitely She Hulk was my favorite. Yeah. But I'm a huge Burn guy, yeah. and yeah. Burn She Hulk was the ultimate She Hulk for me. All they right. captured that look quite well, mm -hmm. I think, in the show. Uh, my final favorite thing of 2022 is a trend, which I would have never expected to say this at the beginning of the year, the first half of the year, it'd be in my worst, but it ended up being in my best at the second half of the year. And that is the improvements made at CGC. <laughs> uh, CGC started off the year with just crazy long turnaround times. Mm -hmm of uh, removing label notes, damaging books, uh, just so many errors in quality control. But they really, I have to, you know, as much as we bitch and moan, we have to give them props when they do well. And they mm -hmm. really have made some strides and improvements. I send modern fast track books and they're back within a week and a half now. It's wow. crazy. Wow. So uh, while we like to moan, like I said, I got to give CGC the props. I still hate sending books to Florida. Yeah, uh, um, they definitely have improved. But we have our mutual friend Forrest. It still took them a year to get his books yeah. back. Oh, we're going to do worse things now. Okay. <laughs> you know, the only thing is, I it, this seems stupid, but I've yet to ever grade a book. And, and mm -hmm. part of the reason I didn't even bother this year is listening to you guys. Yeah. I oh, mean, great. I, I, Sorry, CGC. No, no, no. Hey, I, I'm glad you guys gave me the heads up. Like, why would I want to go through right. that ordeal? But now that, you know, and I brought books here and we're going to work on getting my first books graded because things are better now. But yeah, I have a little pressing class. <laughs> Uh, all right, Richard, what's your final favorite thing of 2022? Uh, you know, 2022 has been a depressed market for comic books in general. I, you Aww, know, sad yeah, it is comic sad. market. It is sad, uh, especially if you uh, so bought books at the very peak <laughs> and now things have gone down. Mm. Uh, but I have to say, even though the market itself has, has uh, slowed down, Silver Age books, you know, Silver Age keys are where uh, the value is staying. You know, people are moving away from the moderns and the variant covers and all that uh, and, and finding value in those those key Silver Age books. So if you have a Silver Age collection, 
Uh, mine is a mixed collection. I have mm -hmm. moderns and and, uh, and silver age, but I think you know if you have a silver age connection, you you are in a good position right now because I think a lot of those books hold value. Now I'm not saying they're not going down in value. I, you know some of them are, but it, the descent is less less fast than Martin. And don't forget about gold too. Oh, I think definitely. Gold is yeah. you know just like the name says, mm -hmm. it's gold. Uh, uh, all right, you heard the great stuff. We should have we should have done this reverse order. Leave everybody down. Now we're gonna bring yeah. we're gonna bring you all down. If there's one thing I've learned about doing this channel, Richard, you too, over the last three years, is that people love to hear us moan and complain. So here, it's a good thing we like to do it too. Have you, have you heard of this thing called the internet? Yeah, right. Here come the views. All right. What is your first worst thing from 2022? My first worst thing has to be. The worst event, which was the whole acid gate saga Ugh. and the whole greedy influencers things oh. that happened at C2E2. Uh, it just it just puts a stain on the general public's opinion of comic book collecting mm -hmm. in general. Um, and it's 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 completely avoidable in both instances. Uh, my worst thing from 2022 is that uh, <laughs> I can I can expand on a little bit more. For me, it was the best and the worst. Uh, it was the best because people got exposed for what they are, and it's always nice to know what you're dealing with. Yeah. And Acetate Gate, just when you thought it was over, something else would happen. Mm -hmm. He's cheating on his wife. Clayton, oh. Clayton Crane's running off with the guy's <laughs> wife. Oh my I, it's, it's like you couldn't write this. It's going to be a Netflix documentary. Oh, it was. It, yeah. It's going to be a true crime podcast. <laughs> Something's going to happen here. Uh, for people that don't know, Acetate Gate was at C2E2, a big convention earlier this year. Um, Black Flag Comics announced an Ultimate Fallout 4 variant that had an Acetate cover on it. Mm -hmm. And you could only get it at their booth. Well, apparently they let influencers skip the line and buy up copies before fans could. And then it came to light. That, that was controversy number one. Right? Right. Controversy number two, it came to light that this was not approved by Marvel. Correct. It was a complete bootleg book. Yep. Mm -hmm. So controversy number two. Basically stapled a clear plastic cover to With four staples. Right. <laughs> controversy number three, CGC pre-graded some of these books and gave them 10.0, 10.0s, 9.9s with blue labels everyone got mad at cgc because this was not an approved book so the cgc had to eat crow there and say now it's going to be a green label mm -hmm. controversy number four the guy who did this his wife ran off with the artist that did the variant cover like i said it's just it's like an onion you just keep peeling oh, it back oh, this kept unrolling on on instagram over and over each new thing it's the worst thing that happened this year and yet for someone who loves gossip it's like the best thing because you're just like sitting here like this. Uh, it At was... the height of all of this thing, we were in Boston and they just happened to have Fan Expo going on. Oh, yeah. So we went by because um, we wanted to see uh, Matt Smith. Was, mm -hmm. or, uh, not Matt Smith. Um, Tennant, David Tennant David was, was supposed to be there. But even there, there was signage oh. for the CGC estate gate stuff. So, oh, like, man. even in that, because right at the height of it, we just happened to show up or something like that. So, yeah. Wow. What's your worst, 20, your first worst of 2022? All right. So, this, as a DC fan, and this one puts a dagger right into the heart of my wife. 
announcing that Henry Cavill is not going to be uh, Superman anymore is super irritating on many levels. And I'll tell you why it probably sucks. Can I stop the you there? It not only upset women, but 10% of the male population. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's fair. I, that's fair. No, here, the, the reason it sucks so much is because I, I saw Black Adam in the theater, mm -hmm. loved it. Fun, super fun movie. Is it going to win Academy Awards? No, it's fun. And then at the end, you know, the, the post credit scene, Cavill shows up in the Superman gear, right? Spoiler. And the whole crowd just erupts wow. in the theater that we were in. People are like gasping, <gasps> clapping, like everybody's so happy because he's, uh, sorry, Christopher Reeve, Cavill is the man when it comes to Superman. But Bold like, statement, but go on. <laughs> but to, for him to like leave Witcher, mm -hmm. which killed the hearts of women and men everywhere <laughs> and then to be superman but then to lose that gig right, right afterward but now i'm hearing there's rumblings right the gun says hang in there something could happen but but who cares the damage right. is done right like you cannot it, it's like the last stand of the snyder league mm. but he's the, the best part of it so i mean it really sucked yeah as a dc fan it was it was I, I thought depressing. they had they had a Superman that fit the role, yeah. you know. And he had the build, and yeah. like they didn't have to put a padding on that guy's no. suit. Right Dean Cain so. has words for you both. <laughs> All right, what's your second worst of twenty twenty one? Oh, Marvel. Okay, Marvel. so Marvel events are so hit or miss. But so Avengers, X Men, Eternals this year, or Axe is what, is that they were what that was. It. Yes. Okay. It was the most convoluted. Okay, so the celest the Celestials are uh, whatever. Anyway, they wake up this dead Celestial that the Avengers have been using as a base, and he immediately starts judging the world. Okay, so that must be Arishim the Judger, and and he's judging everyone individually. So like, there's all these different crossover books of people being judged individually, and he's doing it for the whole planet. Like and then genius. yeah, and then he's gonna get an aggregate. And then destroy the world or save it. And obviously he chooses to destroy the world. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. So there's this massive buildup. And this is how these, I'm thinking of like fear itself and a couple of these other events that Marvelous has. Massive buildup, tons of side storylines. And then the final moment of whatever, how they decide how they're going to solve things is such a quick letdown mm -hmm. that and so the it basically nullifies everything that happened during the event except for whatever the one change that happens is and at the end you're like i, I just don't care and i'm a big x-men fan so i read all the x-men titles they have never once referenced <laughs> the fact that this even happened and the same problem i have with the end of the eternals film is that while this is all going on and there's this giant celestial and he's judging everyone if you're not in the x-men the avengers or the eternals you mean none of the other heroes on Earth cared that this was going on? Mm. Nobody decided to step in and try and help mm. out. That's no, the problem no with doing event after event uh, after event. You're, you know, the ongoing titles never get a chance to breathe and have their mm. own storylines, and that's why I don't read Morgan comics. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah, they, they you know, the, the events they, I think they, they use them to, you know, drive up sales. I mean, they're more of a sales event than they are a story-driven vehicle. Okay. And you know, from that aspect, maybe they sell more books, but it, you know, you get fatigue. Like Do they sell more books though? I mean, look at where we at, where we are. That's I don't know. Point. Oh, and they also tried to change it so that the and the reason the Eternals are fighting the X Men is because the X Men mutants in general are determined to be deviants, 
which the Eternals are, you know, mm -hmm. to, are there to stamp out. Right. And so they're trying to alter something that's been canon in Marvel for 60, mm. 70 years. Anyway, okay. not right. So yeah. Toad from the Deviants is a mutant. <laughs> yes. um, my second worst thing for 2022 uh, is the slow, excruciating death of Vivi. Oh God! Yeah. Um, NFTs yeah. took it on the chin this year, yes, and ninety percent, ninety-nine percent of them deservedly so. Mm -hmm. um, if you look past, you know, all the cash grabs and the right-click save as JPEG uh, NFT place, EV had the potential to actually be something different. It did. Uh, it could have been something really original. It could have had utility. It could have really. Uh, got captured a younger audience. The good news is that I think it has captured a bit of a younger audience and brought them into physical collecting to a point. That would be good. But man, the choices that the people in charge are making for picking yeah. the books yeah. and I don't know, it's been really depressing to watch. I'm glad you and I cashed out when we did. That was a good move, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, you know, you're right. It, it had an opportunity to set the standard for that combination of physical good and virtual good. Yeah. But the, the choices they made were just poor. And the fact that they took over a year to actually let people cash out yeah. was another problem because it, it, it meant that as soon as people had the opportunity to do so, they did so in droves because no, we couldn't do it fast enough. No, I was we were texting each other. Did you, get a, did you get approved? Did you get approved? Oh, boy. Oh, it was terrible. And, you know, the, you know, the books. You know, these, these digital goods went from being worth thousands of dollars to being worth hundreds of dollars right. overnight. Uh, I still think it has an opportunity to recover. I, but you, you know, can't call them NFTs anymore. It's such a toxic term. It is. Yeah. You know, it is. Maybe they should be called digital trading cards. And you could have like, you know, <laughs> oh, all right, I'll stop. Oh, I'll no. stop. Oh, uh, Richard, no. what is your second worst thing <laughs> oh, from 2022? Boy. Wow, you're just, you're just riding that edge, aren't you? <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I'm going to say, um, you know, I, I talked about how uh, Silver Age books were holding their values. My worst trend is just the overall dropping the value of comic books in this past year. I mean, yeah. it's. It has been a really depressed market. It has been a market that's slowed down. It's not stopped. People still buy and sell comic books, right. and uh, people still enjoy the hobby. I think some of the um, some of the external forces that were driving prices up have gone. The inflation mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, inflation has affected it. We no longer have the stimulus. Thanks, dollars. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's it's I, I I am fully invested in the fact that the market will eventually correct itself and start going back up again. I, I think we're kind of at the bottom of the bottom of the trough. Um, and over time, we'll see. I don't I doubt we'll ever see some of the uh, the nineties. Well, no, the the books in 2020, 2020, 20, yeah. summer of twenty twenty two even. I thought. Yeah, well, that summer, I guess it is over. I mean, then. you know, like Ultimate Fallout for nine point eight was going for over four thousand yeah. dollars at the peak. Four thousand dollars. The book right now is going for around eighteen hundred. Yeah. I see some place around twenty-five, maybe three. And when when the movie we get closer to the movies coming out, yeah. But I I never see it being four grand. You think? Yeah, I, I even with Into the Spider Verse two or whatever. Oh, Miles gets his own movie. Well, yeah. okay, all right. Let me re rephrase that. If Miles gets his own MCU movie, mm -hmm. then all bets are off. Okay. 
You heard but, it here first. But you're not seeing another like '90s comic industry meltdown no. like that. That was mostly for new books, though. Modern books. That's true. You know, I don't. When the when the crash in the '90s happened, AF15 didn't crash. Yeah. Uh, AF15's crashing now. Yeah. Uh, remember when people were buying AF15s for crypto? Yes. Or selling oh, their AF15s for crypto? Yikes! <laughs> yeah. By the way, live audience, you can laugh anytime out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel like you have to stifle. <laughs> exactly. Don't feel like you have to stifle applause or groans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. My second worst thing. My third. No, you have your third one. Go ahead. You go for oh, your my last. Third one? Your final one. Okay. My, my one. My final one is a personal event. <laughs> It's okay. hilarious. hilarious. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> Chris Claremont came to Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, to do a signing. First off, sorry, Chris. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> oh, man, kidding. he must be into the money. Um, I waited. I was excited. I got three X-Men books, uh, X-Men 120, 121, and 109, mm-hmm. because I wanted him to sign all three of those. I was excited. I sat, stood in line for three and a half hours <laughs> waiting for my opportunity to be in front of Chris, Chris Claremont, people in front of me, people behind me. I got a pretty decent spot. I was like the first 25% of the line I was in. So I got there early. I was, was happy. Get up there. The people in front of me, gets to talk to Chris, talking to Chris. I'm all excited. And they're a little, you know, schoolboy with his books in his hand and they move to the side. And this was my turn now to interact with Chris. So I step forward and before I can say something, they ask him another question. And so Chris turns from me to them and starts talking to them. Mm. And I'm standing there like, do I, do, do I be an a-hole and say, excuse me, it's my turn? Um, yes. I am regretting <laughs> that I did not do that. I the am regretting. Yes. Yeah. That you didn't. I, you know, I, I really should have. I, I stood there in line and I waited for them to finish. Finally, Chris just took my books. And he signed them talking to the other guys. Uh, and I'm like, I stood in line for three and a half hours with you. You guys in front of me know how long I've been standing in this oh line. My God. Um, so I was, I got my book signed. I got a picture with Chris and I was, mm, I was unhappy with the whole You should process. have like get, gotten Chris's attention by saying something like, I really love Sovereign Seven. He's <laughs> <laughs> making a reference to something nobody else ever did you would. Sign my future. <laughs> Dave Cochran did that, not me. <laughs> that, see, that's how you do it. Yeah, I should. I should have been more aggressive. Oh. But you know, it's it's. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris is doing a bunch of cons this year too, yeah. so you'll have another chance. Yeah, I got to find more books from him. I'm going to get in front. So of help you me this God, time. if those same people are standing. <laughs> no, I'm going to get in front. And be like, uh, <laughs> tell me about writing, Captain Brim. My, I have I have a worse personal event of 2022 as well, and that is going back to CGC, popping the staple on oh, my Captain yes. America 117 uh, first man. appearance of the Falcon, which was an 8.0 when I sent oh. it in. It was not popped. The bottom staple was secure on that book, and it came back with a pop staple, and I didn't do it. And when I called them, they said, do you have pictures of the book before? Oh, of course. Oh. And I did not. And I learned my lesson. Are you doing that now? I yeah. take pictures of both staples, the front and back, yep. and the centerfold. So now, if I can uh, impart any Susie Orman with my Susie Orman hat on. My yes, Susie it Orman is. It's it straight. Take yeah. care of your books. <laughs> <laughs> take pictures. Mm-hmm. Everyone. All right. What you got? What's your got last worst? Yeah. So my last one is uh, there's nothing that I cringe at more in comics than when um, – any of the houses uh, 
bring back something that no one asked for. Mm -hmm. Super fond of that. And so if anybody remembers the old X-Men Inferno tie-in. <laughs> no. mm -hmm. Wait, Goblin Queen? The Goblin Queen. Maddie Pryor? Yes. So real, I'll do it very quick in bullet points. So the X-Men can resurrect themselves. They decide mm -hmm. to bring back Madeline Pryor. Magic decides to make her Queen of Limbo. Okay? All of this sounds fine. What now, can go wrong? Well, but here's the thing. So if you want to do that storyline, that's great. And then you can have some cool storylines with her as the Queen of Limbo. Like... Right trying to redeem herself but then eventually maybe she falls off the wagon i'm not kidding it was a month and then she falls right off the wagon <laughs> and to make matters even worse ben riley winds up in limbo and they oh. start sharing stories about being clones is that how he changes into his the dark web yes. chasm, chasm. and yes. uh and all hallows eve is okay girlfriend. so anyway they were like sharing stories about being a clone and he's saying, you know, I'm missing memories and Peter took them from me. And she's like, oh, I can relate to that. We should go attack New York again. Like there's no. Is Sim involved? Or... He's dead. Oh, dead okay. Yeah. But anyway, they, uh, so now we're back to mailboxes trying to eat people and cabs trying to eat people and baby strollers trying to eat people and blah, 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 the whole thing now. But now we're adding a Spider-Man element to it. And it's the clumsiest storyline. Uh, it's just one of those things that you did not ask for that nobody wanted. Nobody was dying for another Inferno. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Inferno 2 Electric Boogaloo is what it notes <laughs> because it's pretty much that bad. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I hate when they bring back stuff that no one cares about. Regular it's, viewers know, and you're going to be so sick of me saying this every other episode, but remember when Spider-Man used to fight mobsters? Yeah, <laughs> criminals, yeah. muggers. Yeah. <laughs> now he's fighting demons from hell. Okay. Yeah. Or Ben Riley, who now has a magic suit. Yeah. So. Well, on that happy note, mm -hmm. Evan, thank you for uh, joining us today for the best happy in the worst. Happy 2022. <laughs> Always a pleasure. I'm here whenever you guys need it. Hope the DC here. All right. Uh, and uh, where can people follow you? I'm on Instagram at Dark Nave. Dark Nave. That's me. Yep. Evan so. backwards. Get it? <laughs> Very clever. All right. Thanks, All right. Evan. Thanks, guys. Well, last week we uh, experimented with a new segment, and it was overwhelmingly <laughs> uh, decided by you guys that we should ditch the 25-year rule, at least for now, and replace it with something we like to call the old fart rule. <laughs> The old fart roll. It's when we go back 40 years ago and talk about books that we loved and bought and while they affected the industry and how they affected us personally. And Richard, you have one here that I did not buy back in the day. No? Uh, it's Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 16 of 1982. Uh, I was reading Amazing Spider-Man back then and around at, at this time. Is this uh, Stern and Ramita Jr.? Uh, Ramita Jr., yes. And, okay. and, and Senior, too. Oh, that's right. He was inking him. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, this is possibly my least favorite cover of all time. <laughs> Why? Because oh. it's mostly white? No, it's white, and it's this <laughs> weird pose. For, and it's, it's, just, it's just a mess. Why, why would they not reveal her on the cover? I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't weird. know. What a waste of an, an opportunity. This yeah. is the first appearance of Monica Rambeau. Um, who later becomes Photon. Um, so Marvel is, 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 seems to be, uh, you know, this is one of those characters that's going to be important in the MCU. Uh, you know, she's going to be a part of the upcoming Marvel's movie. 
So um, this book has always had value. It's it's just a weird one. It, it, it tends to fluctuate. Uh, the nine point eight. There's a um, there's a Canadian price uh, variant of it. Do you have that? I do not. Ah, uh, uh, it goes for about two grand. <laughs> two grand for it, which yeah. is surprising. Uh, the regular nine point eight is selling for about nine hundred dollars right now. Um, and if it, has this book eaten it in the last um, few months? No, it stayed pretty pretty steady. Um, it's actually gone up from 2020's prices. The okay, nine point eight for 2020 went for three hundred eighty nine dollars, for example, for, for the average. Oh wow! So uh, it it, it de definitely is holding value, and I think it's because you know Monica has been in the MC already. She was she was a part of uh, the Scarlet Witch uh, show, and we know she's going to be a part of the Marvel uh, uh, Marvels movie. So she has some value that people people are are um, hoping to take advantage of. Um, I just wish she had a better first appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a bad first appearance. The cover yeah. is bad. And, you know, if, if you didn't, I don't think you mentioned that she was known as Captain Marvel. At That's the time. true. She right. was the new Captain Marvel, which really was controversial because Marvel had not been in the ground yet for, I don't think, two years at this point. Yeah. But they had to keep the trademark alive. But that was a really good way of doing it by making it a completely separate character that mm -hmm. had nothing to do with the Cree or anything. They, no they avoided all or... that Ms. Marvel stuff from the right. 70s. And um, there's a push for Monica Rambeau now. Uh, favorite Monica Rambeau? Next Wave. Really? Yeah. Okay. Warren Ellis, Next Amen. Wave. <laughs> Evan off camera. <laughs> Amen. Well, never, you know, never read, read Next Wave. No, I didn't. Oh, it's oh, amazing. All of it. Really? Yeah. Well, she led the the Avengers. I mean, so she's you know she's not a minor character right. in the overall scheme of things. I don't like how they wrote her out of the Avengers, yeah, but yeah, that, that was, was terrible. Up. That was terrible. Uh, but that's 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 my pick for the forty year old this this week. All right, you guys asked for it. There it is, forty year old. We'll uh, roll into twenty twenty three with that feature. And in the meantime, we still have some business here with our underrated books of the week. I'll start. Okay. My underrated book this week is Marvel Age number 90. This is a classic Todd McFarlane cover. It predates Spider-Man number one by Todd there in 1990. Um, and what's crazy about this book is the lack of high-grade copies out there because this was a little in-house fanzine for Marvel. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was almost a throw-in, you know, it, when you've got your, exactly. your, your, your uh, weekly box, you know, they threw a copy in, yeah. What if I told you there was a newsstand edition of really? this? I had no idea Marvel Age was sold on the newsstand. I didn't back either. Then. But there is, and this is why it's important. Uh, a CGC 9.8 of the direct market version sold for $230 this month, but a newsstand 9.8 sold in July of 2021 for $960 hairs. Wow. Wow. Which is insane. This is, again, one of those books we always tell you that if you have – you know, a little honey hole that doesn't know any better. You go in, you look at the Marvel Age stack, and you might find one. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to have luck because Todd McFarlane is Todd now. Yeah. I don't think anybody would not pull that aside. You know, Todd does signings, you know, for CGC during the year. And I know his books spike yeah. before the signing. And I'm wondering if that $900 sale is because somebody was looking for something to, to submit to Todd. That is a good question. Uh, did they know it in July of 2021 that he was going to do a signing? Uh, I don't know. He, possible. He, he did one this year. I know he did one last year. Yeah. Um, there's, his signings are a big event. People right. people buy books way in advance. 
because he does a good job at signing and he they, they actually live live stream it and it's 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 enjoyable to watch him do it um plus it's you know it's todd yeah that's you know? true all right pick it up uh what is your underrated book of the week uh i went with uh continuing the monica rambeau um theme with monica rambeau photon number one it just came out it just came out on wednesday <laughs> Uh, I picked this book specifically for the one in 100 virgin copy, which is the original Monica, uh, the Ms. Mar uh, the Captain Marvel outfit with the big fro and the it's a gorgeous book. It's going for around $200 right now mm -hmm. for a one in 100 ratio book. Is I it Brian Steelfreeze? Yes. Is it new or is it an old Brian Steelfreeze image? Because I, I know. I don't know if Marvel Brian Stillfreeze is still doing new stuff. You guys let us know in the comments. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, it's a gorgeous book. There's a trade dress version, which goes mm -hmm. for like four bucks. Okay. Uh, but then there's the one in 100. It's going for 200 bucks. I wouldn't pay $200 for it right now. I, I would definitely wait, you know, three months, look to see what it's going for then. Um, but I think it's a gorgeous cover. Um, again, this is a book that is setting up the MCU, I think. Uh, but she has some really good, you know, co-stars. There's, there's, there's Spider-Man in this. Uh, Doctor Strange is in it. Wong is in it. Um, so, you know, you've got uh, other characters who are, you know. In Can we give them credit for updating your hair? Yes. <laughs> yes, they definitely updated her hair. Her costume is updated. Um, yes, I guess she goes by Photon now. She's not, yeah. Cap she's not Captain Marvel anymore. And... Um, I, I think it's a good it's a good uh, start to an arc because there there's some foreshadowing in this book about her role in uh, galactic events. So we'll see see what actually happens. When was she going by Spectrum? Is that next wave? She because she was Captain so. Marvel. Yes. I thought she was Captain Marvel, then Photon, then Spectrum. Yes, and now back. And now back to Photon. Thank you, Evan, for the fact check <laughs> off camera. All right, everybody. That is going to do it uh, for this week. It's good to see you live in person, Richie. Always good to see and you. And Evan, get back in here. <laughs> uh, if you're not following us on Facebook and Instagram, at Bronze and Modern Gods, please do so. Please like this video. Please hit subscribe. And we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Stay safe. <laughs>